I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Tuesday. Kansas City, they win, but they don't cover again. Monday Night Football, last 20 games, Kansas City has covered five times. DUI resulting in death does not sound good. Raiders, though, what's the effect? That's with rugs. What is the effect on the Raiders? The markets reacted significantly. A one-point downgrade in this week's game. That seems like a lot. Trade deadline comes and goes. Deshaun Watson stays in Houston. What does it mean? We'll break down all the moves and the moves that didn't happen. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on a Tuesday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. A.J. Hoffman in studio. Wow, a lot of news. The trades that happened, that didn't. I think the Steelers actually did something I recommended last week that I think they went over, but they took my advice if they did. (laughs) Too much, too much, and I don't like it. We'll see what happens here. And it actually involves Kansas City, who won last night, didn't cover, and it's been a hell of a bad run for bettors of KC. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. He's the fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoffman. Thank you, R.J. Great to be here. The Chiefs survive, but are downgraded in the odds. The trade deadline comes and goes without a Deshaun Watson deal. Game six of the World Series goes off tonight. What is the Vegas lead? You know, we have a mantra on the show, which is if we can add something to it, we talk about it if we have time, but if we can't, we don't. This rug story, I think we start there with a minute or so, because really, this feels like it's in our backyard, but it's something we don't have any special insight into. So let's touch on it. Let's talk about the Vegas reaction and then move on to the, the Monday night recap. Yeah, so Las Vegas leading wide receiver Henry Ruggs has been charged with DUI leading to death after that does not sound good that is not a good term after his car collided into another killing one individual here in las vegas the current spread now vegas uh minus two and a half at minus 115 was three flat before the i thought we said that we were doing the line that you're you're off the lines at this point you could give the current what is the current market Vegas minus two and a half at minus 115. You know what's funny is when you're giving the lines, it actually shows you how your brain thinks because you don't even want to give them simply. Is You, you somehow want to add some other... It's actually a great thing for me to see the way you know, your, your, your mouth freezes up. You don't know if you should just say the simple line. The gear spin. <laughs> like, what, what am I going to say that's going to piss him off here? That's how no, it works. No, it's, it's, we're all working as a team to try to achieve nirvana <laughs> right? for a moment. That's all we want. A moment. <laughs> I'm R.J. Bell. That's A.J. Hoffman. Now, McKenzie, who he 
it's interesting because he talks very slowly, very deliberately. But really, ultimately, all that machinations in his head comes usually to the... He says what's on point. So let's have him do this one and see how it goes. So, Mackenzie, the way we are going to assess the rugs market effect. And listen, we could say if someone's, if there's a death involved, someone's career, should we be talking about money? Hey, we're always going to be talking about money. All right. So if you don't like it, you're listening to the wrong show. (laughs) We don't want communists. Now, listen, you can be a communist, just have to care about money and be a communist. All right. So now here's the question. What was the line the last time we can identify before the Ruggs news in the Raiders game? The Raiders were three-point favorites, minus 110 either way, at the New York Giants. All right, so they're at the Giants, three-point favorites, minus 110. Okay. Now, the current number is? They're down to a two-and-a-half-point favorite with a little extra VIG, minus 115. Okay. So now, this is complicated, so I'm going to keep it simple. Maybe if we have extra time, we'll let AJ try to explain this exact same thing. <laughs> Three is the most valuable number in football. So if you say the line moves from seven and a half to nine and a half, right? The math guys are going to, or the simpletons that have a calculator, are going to say, "Oh, that's two points," and they'd be correct. But how much are those two points worth? Uh, maybe about twenty cents. Okay, so what is that? Well, I won't get into it now, but trust me, 20 cents. So if it was minus seven and a half, minus 130, minus nine and a half, minus 110 is comparable. It's a 20 cent move. It's 20 cents to go from three to two and a half. So it looks like it's a half a point move, but it's effectively 20 cents because three is so valuable because it's such a common way for a game to end. That's you'd rather have three in your portfolio than not, even more than you'd rather have, let's say, uh, eight and a half instead of eight, right? You still would rather have eight and a half, but the value of it is so much less. Now, what makes it a little more complicated is on one hand, it was minus 110. The other hand, it's minus 115. So it's about a 15 cent move, which is usually about a point, all right? So the Raiders have been downgraded one NFL point in the upcoming game because of Ruggs. AJ, I'll tell you, that is much more than Ruggs is worth. Meaning, if it's a yes, no, is Ruggs playing? To me, this feels like it's his absence likely on the field, and it's the additional disruption. And let's be candid, the Raiders have had disruptive influences, but they haven't been disrupted. They haven't been distracted. Maybe the sense is this is just one more thing they won't be able to handle. But this move is big, in my opinion. Ruggs isn't worth that much. It must be a macro consideration. What do you think? Certainly. If, if Henry Ruggs said, oh, I've got a hamstring, I'm going to sit this week out, the line doesn't move a whole point. There's just no way that it does. So this obviously is mark, the market saying we're concerned about the overall of the Raiders, that, that this is maybe starting to become too much for them to deal with. Very well said. We're going to leave it at that. We covered that well. And I think what we want to do now is Monday Night Football recap. Yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs survive 20-17 to against the New York Giants. The Giants cover all numbers. They were 10.5-point dogs. I like that, covered all numbers. Now, um, 
I test, which is one of your strong suits. What did you see on the field? Kansas City's not very good. Uh, they, it, kind of what we talked about earlier, the, the, I don't remember even who it was, the first team that really kind of solved them defensively. The Giants did the same thing last night with the two high safeties. They gave, they gave, they gave Mahomes nothing down the field as far as vertical routes, made him dink and dunk. His biggest play of the day was one of those little pop shovel passes to McCole Hardman. They could not get anything going down the field and really got bailed out by some timely penalties or they lose that game outright. Now, would you agree, though, as a uh, stockholder, somehow, I think with more than half your net worth in the Buffalo Bills right now, <laughs> that maybe that you look at the Bills losing two games, didn't look good at all against Miami. I mean, they barely I mean, covered I, all numbers. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, it kind of covers to send people to the grave, is what it does. <laughs> is uh, what is Buffalo's signature win at this point? Against Houston? No, it's certainly not against Houston. But who is it? What is it? I wouldn't let you ponder that unless uh, yeah, you have a clean answer. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think I do I have think a clean you might answer. need a couple weeks to figure yeah. that one out until they get another nice win. But I think you got to reevaluate all of Kansas City's games now in hindsight because it doesn't seem like they've gotten worse. It seems like this is what they've been. It's just when they were this against the Browns in week one and still won, it was like, okay, huh, close game, but that's what Kansas City does because Kansas City last 20 games. They've won 14 of them. Now I'm going to, again, do a little quick math. That's 70% win percentage. All right? That's pretty damn good. I mean, I bet no team over five years has ever been over 70%. So they've continued, and I'm not saying, obviously, I'm saying the Chiefs are on a pace where if you just looked at it 20 years from now and you looked at their win-loss record over the last 20 games, you'd say, yep, kept that, you know, quote-unquote dynasty going. Against the spread, what is the spread? The spread, the point spread, the Vegas spread is the great equalizer. Right? It doesn't matter how bad you are, it doesn't matter how good you are. We will put a handicap on you that will make you fairly priced so you can bet on that team or against that team. And if you ever wonder about that, the Patriots, the second half of their undefeated season up until the Super Bowl, undefeated. They were, I think, let's think about this. There was eight games and then three. There was 11 games. They were like three and eight against the spread. It might have been worse. I got to get that in my head so I have it exactly. They did not, they were somewhere in the 20% range of covering. So after eight games, and listen, Steelers were 11 and 0 last year. So the idea of the Pats going undefeated for, uh, for the next 10 games after they start 8 and 0. In 2007, that was very unlikely. If I would have said, this team might go down as one of the best teams of all time, they're going to not lose another game until the Super Bowl, you'd think, well, I bet on them every week. Now, I'd be betting on the money line every week, but that's <laughs> different. It's a shocker that a team that good didn't cover. Well, the spreads were equalized in a way they didn't cover. All right, well, the Chiefs, last 20 games, 14 wins straight up, four, 15 and one. They've covered only <laughs> four games out of 20. I had the five earlier, but they actually had one was a push. Four out of 20 games. And that is hmm, bad. <laughs> Last year, we thought, oh, you know, they can just turn it on, turn it off. You weren't with the show at the time, AJ, but I was screaming, football's not like that. You've never seen a Super Bowl champion turn it on and off. They get on a roll and they keep rolling. A la Tampa last year. A, a good example. The roll started late, 
You know, but really, the role started after the bye. Yeah, but it's not like they just said, oh, let's start playing good ball now. I know. It's like you don't, like you see it in the NBA where LeBron is taking days off during good years and, and, and they resting, load man. You don't see it in the NFL. It's usually about intensity and domination. If you look at the Patriots, how they, this year's Patriots against the Jets last week, people were like, why are they running up? Why are they still passing? Because Belichick felt momentum. And look what happened. They dominated the other team you love, the Chargers. That's right. It's not really going so well for your team. I'm out on the Chargers. <laughs> oh, so now you're completely the other one. I'm done one. with them. Yeah. Denver looked good this week. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, still, I'm, I'm still off Denver. I'm, uh, what do you think is, 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 you said the Chiefs just aren't good. Well, this was a team that with no linemen were favored over Tampa Bay in last year's Super Bowl. Yeah, clearly a mistake. And for some reason, the market has not adjusted what they think of Kansas. Like you'd think, four fifteen and one. At some point, people would say, "I got to stop betting the Chiefs here. I, we've got to, you've got to make the bookmakers adjust these numbers." But they still, they're fascinated by Patrick Mahomes, the greatness that they've seen in the past, and they're not willing to bet against him because I, I guess they just assume that it's going to normalize and correct itself. But I think we've seen enough games that it's this is kind of what they are right now. This is a bad defense. Last year they were a bad defense. This year they're worst defense and the offense is nowhere near what it's been in the past. Now, I'm going to allow you to I'm going to ask this question and then I'm going to read a stat and when I'm reading the stat I want you to ponder the question okay. then be ready for it. It's easy to say the performance isn't there, right? You can have a blind resume and look at the yards per attempt, yards per game, yards per whatever. Who what is happening that you would say, you know, if only Mahomes did this or if only the line did that, what is it that's missing for Casey? And you can't say Mahomes and turnovers because quarterbacks just don't shoot. You know, there's a huge element of luck in turnovers. So is it just that the uh, Kansas City Chiefs are unlucky? Because if it's that, that means there's huge value on them and the market's right not to over-adjust. Or is there something else? I don't know what the something else is. Here's the stat, though. I'm R.J. Bell, we're straight out of Vegas. When you do your preseason numbers, it's a lot of speculation. Now, Kansas City obviously had all the key people returning, or most of the key people returning. The O-line was supposed to improve. You know, all these different numbers. But now we're eight, you know, eight games in to the season for most teams, and then you think to yourself... How much of the preseason expectation do you still have in your assessment of a team? And DVOA, which is a stat from Football Outsiders, they've got a couple different ways they do it. One of them keeps a lot of the preseason deep into the season. And when I say preseason, I mean what was expected coming in. And some of their DVOA versions don't. So if you look at the ones that don't keep as much from the past, 18th right now, the Kansas City Chiefs are a below average team. 18th. Now, in the forecast that keeps 45% of the preseason, they call it the Dave forecast, D-A-V-E. They're ninth. So really, if you think this year's all that matters... Kansas City might, I think this DVOA that they have them 18th has still some preseason, just not much. I bet this year you could say they're 21st, 22nd. The performance on the field for Kansas City in the 20s, I think. If you count a lot of what we expected coming in, and you know what we expected? Kansas City to win the freaking Super Bowl because they were the favorite over Tampa, over everyone. Well, then they're still top 10. 
Where do you got Kansas City, AJ, and what is going on? I've got Kansas City borderline. Between 9 and 18. No, I'd say between 9 and 12. How about that? Okay, so you're much higher than the performance this year. You're carrying a lot of last year. I'm still year. giving them some credit, although the schedule tells me it's not going to get any better for them. That doesn't matter with how good they are. Correct. All right. But what, stay on point. What I've seen, you asked about Patrick Mahomes. What uh-huh. have I seen different besides well, no, no, the I'm turnovers. asking about what you've seen on the field of any player on the offense. What is going – like, if you could say this is what they have to stop doing. It's no longer a big play offense. And the air yards per attempt from 7.2 this year down from 8.1 last year. Oh, okay. That's a big that's a doesn't sound like much, you know, but it's a big deal. And and if you're not taking off the top of defenses, they don't have the type of run game, they don't have the type of offensive line that can dominate. It really puts them in a bad spot. But I think you hit on something. Is you said earlier, you said earlier this uh, a week ago or so that Kansas City is being faced with these shell-type defenses. And just to keep it simple, it's keep everything in front. Keep yes. everything in front. Now, if you want to keep everything in front of you as a defense, that means you're going to give up a lot of short stuff. You can't like have be real tight and be safe behind you. right? You'd have to have like 14 people on the field. So you choose. That'd be a penalty. Exactly. And sometimes it would, sometimes it would be like a timeout, extra five yards, who knows, right? So here's the question, though or the decision defenses have to make is they can say, we want to stop everything. And you know what? Sometimes it's going to get over our backs and behind us. And you know what? We're going to deal with it. Or, hey, you want that five yard out? Go for it. But we're going to get you. It's going to be hard to keep disciplined enough to keep chopping wood five yards down the field. Okay. Well, Mahomes has a history. When he was at Texas Tech, he played on bad teams and he had to do it all. He had to, like, if he threw falling down behind his back, you know what? It was probably better than the alternative. And you know what? Tech didn't do very well. They lost a lot of games, and Mahomes got drafted, what, number 10. Okay. A guy that after like three years, people said is the greatest quarterback to ever play. If you would have polled at the end of the last season, even after that Super Bowl, I was hearing how great he was in the Super Bowl. All right. How great he! Oh, did you see that one play? He's falling down. That's what I kept hearing. That was like every play he was falling down. Uh-huh. Maybe he didn't need to fall every play. Is at that point, if you would have said, "We're not talking about accumulated career, but we're saying who has reached the highest level of performance on the football field at the position of quarterback in the history of mankind," Mahomes would have won that vote. He would have. Now we got what we got now. You know why? I think you're right. I think it has to do with his impatience. He is unable to go with five yards at a time. You know why? Because he gets bored. And now that every defense seems to be playing that against him, he doesn't seem to keep the. Di- and if you can- if you barely do it on a Monday night in front of the world on a losing streak, how do you do it on a one o'clock game in the middle of the season after you win three in a row? I think we might never see the Mahomes we had seen before. Now the league has changed. Just like golf changed so much when the defense has changed against him. What do you think the the overall sentiment would be now if you said, is Mahomes the greatest quarterback of all time? Do you think people have – what percentage well, of people have backed off that, would you he, guess? Here's what you got to know. Once you say it, you're going to have cognitive dissonance to believe it, right? Which is the dangerous thing. Once you take us, like right now, you're going to want to hold on to the bills no matter what. 
right? Then one day you'll pull a Fezzik and hate the Bills. You'll make up some argument that happened and say, yep, that changed everything. That's what people tend to do. They'll say, oh, I saw that one guy with a headband that was red, so I can't back his team no more. Now, there's a, it's no coincidence that that's after the team lost four in a row and all of a sudden they weren't very good. Now you, gotta, you get a reason to back off them. I also think the following. Most analytics people don't do the actual math. They, they, and I don't either. But that's why I'm skeptical of the analytics. I look at them. I think about them a lot. I use the numbers a lot when I think they're right, meaning that they make sense, that they're logical. But most aren't. They don't know how the sausage is made. So what are they doing? They're just parroting what they. It's like if I read, let's say I was in a town that was getting nutritional information before others, like in the 1950s. You know how eventually you had to have nutrition on cereals and stuff. I could walk around going, "Huh, you're eating Captain Crunch? Well, did you know? Blah blah blah. This much sugar. I'd sound really smart, but I'd be reading off of the back of a, a cereal box, right? In this case, these people are reading the stat. Hey, the A dot's this. They don't know. They know what the definition of the stat is, but they don't know how they're being generated, what the correlations are. Thus, there are these analytics guys who are truly doing the math. And then there's a lot of people chirping on radio shows about it. And you know what? The guys who are at the highest level that do the math, they usually are a lot less bold and a lot less know-it-all. They kind of say, we're trying to figure out this mysterious game, and we know a little bit more because of these numbers. The other people are saying, you're dumb if you disagree with me because I like math. And those really smart math guys are also the least likely to want to get on a microphone and shout things out. Well, well, yeah, I think podcasts has helped that. So we got to take our first break. But I guess my answer would be this: is I think there's such love of Mahomes because his advanced stats are so good that most of those guys are are going to hold on for their dear lives. The question is, will you hold on to the Bills longer than they hold on to Mahomes? We won't show that. We won't know that when we come back. But when we come back, Baker Mayfield and the Browns. I think it was about four stories we could focus on. We're going to focus on all four, but quick. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of it. And I'm A.J. Hobbin. In just a minute, we're going to take a look at Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns from seven, several different angles. Not seven, maybe four. Maybe, but we could kind of, you know, slice and dice. Okay, I, want, I, just, I, I don't want to contradict you or anything. Seven turned into, or several turned into seven. So I was trying to cover for that. <laughs> but now you've pulled back the curtain. That's right. Last thing on Kansas City, and if you missed it, I think a, a real good listen. The league is caught up to him. Now, what does that mean generically, Mahomes? What does that mean caught up to him? It means the schemes are now tailored against his weaknesses. And here's what we see. He's had back-to-back games with a QBR under 20. All right, that's bad. His first 42 starts of his career had a QBR over 50. In every game. So if someone had 42 straight times and a score 1 to 100, 58, 78, 77, 67, 51. You notice they're all above, I'm just making those numbers up. They're all above 50. And then last game and the game before, 20, under 20 and under 20. Something is, as remember the uh, 
doctor from the OJ trial who was like the, he was like Quincy. He was like one of those dudes after death. And he goes, something wrong. <laughs> something wrong with something my Something wrong. I yeah. mean, that, maybe that's succinct language right there. What's happening? Something wrong. <laughs> that's the best way to put it. That's I what Andy Reid would say right now. Something wrong. Something is not, or something has changed and i think it's the way the defenses are playing is it possible that we we heard about this a couple of weeks ago when mahomes left with a precautionary concussion issue is there is it possible that he's still feeling effects of that and that's what we're seeing right now it, i would say very likely not and mostly because i don't think you can fool those tests anymore i mean if you, you know when you're hungover or something or you got the flu imagine if you had to take a test where someone's giving you seven straight numbers now you got to repeat them back but in reverse order and stuff like that right it's like when you're feeling good those tests are fine when you don't that's the kind of thing you have trouble with i you know i don't know those tests but my sense is it's hard to beat those tests but also this is a progression of what was happening it, he was at a pinnacle and then every time the league's kind of kept tweaking it. He's gotten less and less of a performer. And this feels like an extension of earlier this year, because earlier this year he wasn't playing great either. He was playing better than some people thought, but in general, it feels like it's just gotten worse. It's like someone getting older. Now, he's not old, obviously, but usually it doesn't get better. This has continually dropped off Mahomes. Unlike this show, which is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio, the audience has doubled in the last year plus. We thank you for that personally. Thank you. And do me a favor. Keep spreading the word. Tell your friends. Brag about us. Brag about the things you know because you listened. Because you don't want to be like the squares and AJ. That's not a side you want to be on at all. I'm just saying. Thank you. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Search for Straight Out of Vegas here in Vegas on the Strip. It's November, and it's 79 degrees, and the neon is flowing. All right, RJ, let's take a look at these Cleveland Browns, who I believe have one of the more interesting decisions to make regarding their quarterback coming up in the next year or so. So would you say that um, – where are you at on the Baker Mayfield hate meter? So let's say you, his mom, and then on the other side, Colin Cowherd. Where are you at? I'm a lot closer to Colin Cowherd than his mom. <laughs> so what do you – if you – now listen, let's be realistic – I get the whole $8 million a year, he'd be a good quarterback. The, the way things are now, if you're potentially one of the best quarterbacks, your next contract will be for $40-plus million. Right? You look at Josh Allen, Lamar will be over 40 a year. If you're one tier down, if you're Cousins, if whoever you want to put in that you know, tier below, it's usually going to be about 35 to 40. Right? If you're a little tier below that, if you say $30 million, you're saying, okay, this guy's the 15th best quarterback. Four, you know, like 30 million is probably still about the 12, 13, 14. Best. How much do you offer Baker if you're the GM? If I'm the GM, I'm drafting my next quarterback already because I feel like Baker no, no, is. You didn't answer my question. How much do you give Baker? His contract will be up after next year. They've signed his fifth-year option before this year. I would lowball offer Baker Mayfield. Will you give me a number? I'll give you. I'll, if you say the fifteenth best quarterback gets thirty, I'll say I'll offer him twenty-seven. Okay, so you're forcing him to walk. Yes. So you think he's below average? I, I think he's about average, and I don't think he's good enough to win a Super Bowl. All right. So that's a good point. Is is it a good if someone's twentieth, and if the going market for that, I don't know, but let's say that's twenty million. That sounds about right. Maybe twenty-two million. If you get that guy for sixteen, did you get a good deal? 
Well, it seems like it. If he's worth 22, but you got him for, but if that quarterback can't achieve what your team's goal is, was it a good deal? I'd rather use a first, second round pick and get a lottery ticket and start over and hope that that guy has higher upside than Baker's show. But it usually takes about two years to evaluate sure. a quarterback. So you're going to say, all right, we got Chubb, we got these linemen, we're going to put on hold our chance to win it unless we hit a lottery ticket. Remember, paying paying a quarterback. You know, elite quarterback money makes it a lot harder to keep that team around him. And if you're paying a quarterback who's not a top tier guy, can't win even with the team. Baker and the Browns can't win this year. They can't I, win. A I Super agree. Bowl. So that means even with all the extra money that Baker's rookie contract allows them, they can't win a Super Bowl with an average quarterback. That's what tells me Baker Mayfield's not the guy. Okay, but if you're saying that is the case, that means that. The scenario has to be is you either get a Hall of Fame quarterback, and then it doesn't matter really who's around you. It does, but it doesn't. Or you have one level below a Hall of Fame quarterback. Let's say Big well, Big Ben's a Hall of Famer. Sure. But let's say an all-time quarterback, a Brady, a Manning, Peyton. All right, that's number one. Then, or if you get a Big Ben or a Phillip Rivers in theory, though I don't know, in his prime – if you have a good team with a really good quarterback, you can win it. That's the only two ways you win it. The Browns right now have a really good team. If they had Big Ben in his prime as quarterback, the Browns would be one of the favorites to win the Agreed. Super Bowl. But how do you go from where you are with the Browns to one of those two scenarios? You've got to get a quarterback who's either Hall of Fame Big Ben good or better. And how do you do that? That's what we talked about last week. We're so much the NFL is luck now. It's the luck of do you take the draft choice of Tua or do you take the draft choice of the guy who from Oregon who hasn't really improved in four years, it seems, but now he's considered one of the best quarterbacks, Herbert. Or there's the one, the, the glaring method that the Rams just used to get a guy like Matt Stafford is, is give up a lot of assets to get a guy they that really you know. They really give up a lot. Well, when you consider that they got rid of golf, no. Considering Trey, they got Stafford for less than the 49ers got Trey Lance for? That was a better deal. A better deal? <laughs> leave the dunk or leave the gun, take the cannoli type deal. There's also Deshaun Watson sitting out there, which obviously comes with a lot of risks, but Deshaun but what Watson. Are the risks. That, Meaning, forget the ethics of it for a minute, because we can all have our own ethical worldview. Right? My ethical worldview is if someone does something wrong, they should be punished. And after that, they should be free of that. Right? It's the only way you, anyone can move on in life. And if they don't, and you might say, screw them, they do something wrong enough, they shouldn't move on. Okay, that's what lifetime jail sentences are for. But once you let someone out of jail, they should be able to live their lives. Because you know what? If they don't, they have nothing to lose. And that's the problem. Death row is the most dangerous place to be because they have nothing to lose if you're a guard. I don't want that. So, what is the listen? The legal stuff. I'd be shocked. I'm not a lawyer. I'd be shocked with Deshaun Watson the legal if there is if there's legal charges from here, meaning criminal charges. If like he's, I don't think he's going to prison. No. Okay, I'm I'm surprised even if there be any criminal charge. It's been a long time. Yep, they can't still be investigating this. So what I'm saying is, I don't. I'm not a lawyer. It's speculation. I don't see. So really, it's going to be how bad was it? Like if Will Chamberlain. What's the PR hit? Yeah. Well, but or the ethics. I mean. Owners that don't want to have certain types of players on their team, right? In theory, sure. but especially if, Will in this day and age. if it came out that he, what was it, ten thousand women he claimed he slept with, would Will Chamberlain be more or less of a problem than Deshaun Watson? Because my point would be, at least from what we've heard up to this point, 
is Deshaun Watson didn't it has yet to be proven, I think it's fair to say, that he did anything worse than hit on these girls. Because if he physically tried to, you know, like force them into something, there'd be criminal charges, you would think. Right? Now, if it turns out there are criminal charges. There have been some criminal charges filed. I don't think that's correct. Well, okay. I mean, what, what are the charges? There, 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 well, it's not public yet which, which women have done it. But well, there no, were... no, no. Women can't do charges. Only the police can ch- charge someone with a crime. They can make oh, okay, accusations. Okay. okay, maybe that's what it is then. Maybe right? that's... So, accusa- fine, because usually if there's a civil suit, there's right. going to be criminal and accusations. there's 22 women in the civil suit. Exactly. But are they almost all with the same lawyer? All with the same lawyer. I got to tell you something. The longer this goes on, the more it feels like, again, we're speculating that it, Deshaun is going to be less culpable. He's going to be less egregious than I think people thought a couple months then ago. Then does that make going after a guy like Deshaun Watson make more sense? Where maybe I, the only thing you're facing is, uh, let's say, the worst case, a year long suspension yeah. by the NFL? I think if you knew he was going to get a year long suspension, guaranteed, yep. it's still worth it. Especially because if- think about it. Well, let's do this. Think about it for, and we'll talk about it. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. One thing I want to say about is I was thinking about how there's been so many times in history, and I don't know what was happening in the 1700s. I mean, I generally know, you know, Declaration of Independence, 1776. I bet you don't know. When was the Constitutional Convention, AJ? I have no 1787. Clue. Get on it, dude. I was going to say 1788. I think now it, I feel so stupid. Well, now that I, let, let's think about this. George Washington was president for two terms, and then Jefferson and two. Yeah, so it would have been Washington went from uh, 78 to 80. Well, no, no, no. Eight, I'm sorry. 88 to 96. Then John Adams was for just one term, though. Of course, yeah. Then Jefferson came in in eighteen hundred and fixed everything. Now, where were you when Jefferson got elected? <laughs> uh, <laughs> were you against him, Aaron Burr? No, 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 no. Were you I with was Aaron Burr. I, no, I was very pro Jefferson. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I voted for George Jefferson. But actually, here, that was the mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Sitcom of the year in nineteen seventy six. But here's what I'll say: is I think in the modern era, there's been a lot of cases where a woman's in a position, there's a guy who's got the hots for, who's in a position of authority, and there's this soft coercion, this soft like, hey, you you really want to rise up through the ranks? It's not like, oh, they're going to get, I mean, not that that's never happened, but I'm saying things like maybe, hey, dress a little cuter. I mean, there's this soft kind of um, exploitation of women that if you've been around any guys in most, ha- in their element where they feel free, there there is, um, you know, we want to call it misogyny, you know, hate, I don't think it's hate of women, it's that they're an object and I have urges and, and again, this is what the meatheads say, I have urges and I'm going to, I'm going to take what I want up to breaking the law, you know, most guys aren't going to break the law for it. Well, you know what, the laws don't cover things that are moral necessarily. And I think there's been a lot of that. So I'm not saying Deshaun didn't exert influence in a way that was probably unfair to these women. 
how that gets handled with the law, I don't know. I don't think you can, to be honest. It's too subtle. But I also think that some owners might say, I don't want any of that around. And other owners are going to say, oh, I get this guy cheaper because of that? Bring him on. I agree with you. So, And honestly, I think Cleveland is the perfect landing spot for him. because <laughs> Why is that? Well, because they've got a guy who's got his fifth-year option coming up, Baker Mayfield. If Deshaun's suspended, you've got Baker. If Deshaun can play, you weren't going to keep Baker anyway, and you've got a, t- a team that's ready to win a Super Bowl right now. When we come back, we are going to talk about the poll being announced. Who does A.J. have as his top four teams in college football? He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Let's wrap up our conversation on the Cleveland Browns before we take a look at some college football. No, this college is fascinating. A.J., an expert in the colleges. Beckham's dad puts out a tweet saying, hey, he's not throwing the ball, or you know, some idea that Baker, who is fighting for generational wealth, is trying to X out uh, OBJ for some personal vendetta. Doesn't make a ton of sense. What's your take on OBJ in general? You don't you don't have much tolerance for uh, athletes that don't do the way you like. I just can't imagine that that Baker Mayfield has something against OBJ. Like that guy's wanting to make plays right now, any means possible. If if Odell Beckham was making plays, I think Baker Mayfield would give him the ball more. Mackenzie, what what numbers do we have on the whole on off with OBJ uh, and Baker? Did we get those, Brad? Oh, I'll let you guys figure that one out. You got my email on that, right? We did, yeah. yeah. And so and so I asked the head of research, and your question is to ask what, an underling? He said, I got it. I got this. Wordoviz. All right. Well, why don't – yeah, that's great. That's great. Okay. Mackenzie Rivers. How did Mackenzie's prop bet do? He lost another one, huh? Yeah. So now we got to pick what charity he's donating to. Yeah. Is it 500 bucks or 250 250 uh, who knew that some over on Monday Night Football wouldn't work? I think you said it wasn't going to work. <laughs> I think your exact quote was, no, no, no. <laughs> all right. Three no's. <laughs> I think there's a lot more with the Browns and Baker and all that. We'll pick that up tomorrow. Let's shift to college football. Now, I want to hear your top four teams. So, currently, in the playoffs are four teams. And there's a committee. Committee comes out after the show. If you were the one-man committee, the czar... What would you have as your top four teams? Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and Oregon. Now, Oregon, we got to take care of a little business. Oregon, though, is a real surprise to me. So, if you look at your top four, AJ, in college football, you got Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama. Those are lined up pretty much everywhere. If you look at the AP poll, it's Georgia, uh, Ohio State, Alabama's amongst the top four. The Oregon is a shocker. Oregon is 50 to 1 right now to win the title, but you think they're one of the four best teams? And they've got a clear path, right? If they win out, are they almost certainly in? If they win out, it's going to be really hard for the committee to say, we're going to put in a one loss Ohio State, even though they lost head to head to Oregon at home, Ohio State lost. Boy, that's a tough one, though. But, but in general, if we look at it, who's the other teams competing with Oregon? Oklahoma's certainly com- competing for a spot. Cincinnati is competing for a spot. Now, Cincinnati's fascinating. Cincinnati, in the AP poll, the Associated Press, it votes them second. 
When has there ever been a non-Power 5 team that high in the AP poll? Never. Never. So doesn't that cue us in that to be in a group of five and to make it, you've got to be good the year before and the next year. But they've been last year and this year. If, if Cincinnati wins out, could you envision them being number two in the AP and maybe number one based on if Georgia loses and not making – like being two in the AP but being out of the top four? My guess is Cincinnati goes undefeated and doesn't make the playoffs still. I don't even think that's possible. I don't even think that's possible. I don't even think that's possible. <laughs> Two teams that have a path. Michigan State. Now, listen, they got to play Ohio State, so that, good luck. <laughs> but, uh, number two, though, Wake Forest. Un, it's almost like Clemson and now, but different. Wake Forest has three games that are going to be tight, but really, probably th- counting the ACC championship, probably three coin flip games. Yeah, Wake Forest has a real chance of getting into this thing, and I think if you if you were going to put Clemson in, you have to. If you're looking at the ACC as a power conference, you have to give them credit for running undefeated in it. tonight when it's released. Look where Oregon is. If they're top four, that's it's going to be interesting. And look where Cincinnati is. That's the two tough ones. All right. If you missed any of today's show, including. Oh, I hope you missed McKenzie not having that stat. We'll have it tomorrow. <laughs> Check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. And we look at the three biggest football games of the upcoming weekend, Vegas-style preview. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Vegas! 